In this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, I desperately look for a lost listener who I left in the ocean in Aruba. Bill does his best Don LaFontaine impersonation, twice if you listen closely, and we hear from a guru from PandaDoc who talks about how to write and, new word alert, templatize your proposals. So welcome back to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest running sales training podcast in history. I'm Bill Kasky. And I'm Brian Neal. We come at you every Monday morning. <laughs> Sound like a 70s I DJ. Know, I, I like know, it. that's what I was trying to Coming do. Coming at you. Stacks of wax. 6.45, Stacks 15 wax. minutes before the hour of 7, 45 after 6. 807, um, let's go to traffic. Brian Neal. <laughs> Yeah, the helicopter. <laughs> never, there were never was a helicopter. Never, just a helicopter back noise. So we uh, are really glad you're with us, and we have been doing this for upwards of 13 years, over yeah. 700 and some odd episodes, some odder than others. We've also got a LinkedIn <laughs> group. You can go to advancedsellingpodcast.com/slash. LinkedIn to get on that. We've got over 10,000 people and we are uh, becoming a little more active there. I think we go through phases where we're not as active as we should be, but we're going to be ratcheting that up again. So if you're not a member of that group, make sure you go. Some really good stuff on there. Today's podcast brought to you by PandaDoc. If you need help creating beautiful sales proposals, and by the way, we're going to talk about winning sales proposals in this episode, you can go to pandadoc.com forward slash ASP for a free copy of your booklet, Elements of a Winning Sales Proposal. Also, good friends at Outreach. If you want to make your team a revenue-driving machine, go to outreach.io slash ASP to learn more about them. Me likey. So yes, I was in Aruba getting married and having my honeymoon and on spring break at the same time. It was oh, fantastic. Wow, it was great. just wonderful. So we're there for uh, about eight or nine days-ish, eight nights, nine days. You know, you're there, you meet people. So I was in the ocean just floating around and people just talk about where you're from, all that jazz, and it gets to what you do. And I'm like, I'm, you know, I do sales coaching and I'm an NFL ref. And this guy goes, uh, looks at me kind of funny and he goes, uh, do you do any podcasting? And I said, yeah, actually, do I, I've got a podcast called the Advanced Selling Podcast. He goes, I listened to that on the way down here. He's like, my boss sent me episode 511. I remember what episode 511. And he wanted us all to listen to it, That's all the funny. leadership team. And he wants to have you guys come in. So the problem is, and then I put like, how did, you know, you asked me like, how, how did he know you? Well, I talk on my podcast voice on vacation. I'm like, hey, excuse me, uh, <laughs> could I have uh, two margaritas, please? Extra salt on the room. No. Um, how did he... We just in a conversation in a about conversation. that, and we said, oh, okay. I don't know if he picked up on the That's voice or if I was That's talking in my because I do talk well, in my sure. podcast voice when I'm floating in the ocean. I'm sure. Oh, is it the ocean? voice? It it's, the it's the ocean down there. Yeah, it's great. I know it's the ocean. <laughs> I didn't know where you were. <laughs> it's an island. Aruba is an island. Uh, yeah. Uh, but the, the problem is, I was on vacation mode. You know, I'm in the ocean, so I didn't have anything with me. I just trusted <laughs> the guy would call us back, and I haven't heard back from him. Okay. So he, uh, so whoever was floating in the ocean with me in Aruba the first week of April. Shoot me an email, listener at com. Just put in subject lines. That's great. Uh, met you in the ocean in Aruba. Now we're going to get 19 of those things, maybe. Yeah, Could maybe. Good. Maybe. Yeah, that's great. That's really good. It was awesome, though. Do you ever wish you could have done more this month, but just didn't have the time, tools, or processes? I know every salesperson I work with says yes to that question. Outreach.io, the leading sales engagement platform, supports sales reps and their managers by making it simple to humanize and personalize communication at scale. 
automating the soul-sucking manual work and dramatically increasing the productivity and efficiency of all revenue-generating teams. You can check them out at outreach.io forward slash ASP to chat with them and receive a free copy of their new book. That's outreach.io forward slash ASP and get a copy of their free new book. Do you need help creating beautiful sales proposals and quotations? Well, with PandaDoc, you can look like a billion-dollar business without spending like one. You can create, send, track, and e-sign stunning, and I do mean stunning, on-brand and interactive sales docs in mere minutes. You can try it free for 14 days at pandadoc.com forward slash ASP. And while you're there, there's an outstanding uh, copy. as a little e-booklet called Elements of a Winning Sales Proposal. You can go there to download that, pandadoc.com forward slash ASP. It's really good stuff. And speaking of PandaDoc, Bethany Fagan is our guest today. We're speaking on the phone today with Bethany Fagan. She is the content marketing manager at one of our newest advertisers and sponsors, PandaDoc. And uh, Bethany, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys, for having me. Looking forward to today's chat. Yeah, well, we're anxious to have you because this whole idea of writing winning proposals is really important to our listeners and to whether you're a CEO, VP of sales, I I don't care what role you play, there are proposals going out and there are right and wrong ways to do it. There's mechanically right and sound ways and there's also awful ways and we've seen our share of both. But before we get into elements of a winning proposal, why don't you give us uh, 30 seconds on who you are, how you got to where you are, and uh, maybe a little bit about what you do now. Yeah, sure. So um, I've been with PandaDoc about three years. Um, Prior to my career at PandaDoc, I've actually been in a sales role. Uh, My first job out of college was selling Xerox copy machines, which was Mm. um, a great segue into where I am now. Um, So uh, I spent the last 10 years of my career doing sales, marketing, PR, um, and again, uh, at PandaDoc, my role is uh, all-encompassing content, so production, um, also enabling our sales team, and um, getting the word out about who we are and what we do. So um, when you talk about proposals, I know that that's your business, and we've always, we, ha- we don't spend a lot of time on proposals uh, in talking about them, so this is really a perfect uh, segue into what do you find are the two or three mistakes that sales professionals make, maybe you made them, maybe your people make them, maybe you see it in the market, because I know you talk to a lot of customers and prospects. What are a couple mistakes people make when they get ready to sit down and write proposals? Uh, I think the biggest one, I, I think, is that we it, it takes up so much time, right? So it's, it's where we're not organized. Um, you know, there's maybe a couple of different templates that somebody has used, um, Another thing, too, I see is a lot of sales reps, they like their own way of doing things, but it also doesn't maybe not necessarily represent the brand in the best light. Um, They're in a hurry. You know, they just want to get something out the door. So I think not being prepared and just not keeping yourself organized and having a strong template that you can put together within a couple of minutes um, to put your best foot forward, I think is, is probably the biggest one that I see. Yeah. I I think a lot of times we spend so much, so much energy in the sales process. Then we get to proposal stage. We're kind of worn out. We're like, okay, let's, let's just get this thing out. And then we go to the, I can't tell you how many times I've heard you say, heard people say exactly what you said. Let's just get a template. Let's just go do the template. And then it feels like, well, it's just a checklist. Now it feels like it's not special when it's just a template. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like a lot of people just, yeah, exactly. Like a lot of people just 
slap together a boring quote, if you will, that's kind of looks like an invoice. Right. You know, it doesn't really have a logo or they, they have a, a whole lengthy legal contract and it's a bunch of legal jargon and it's just here, sign on the dotted line. Um, so yeah, I think just it's not being organized and prepared, but, uh, you could really, uh, do it right. So Bethany, our listeners are, uh, predominantly salespeople. And then there's a section of sales leadership. So sales managers, VPs of sales, and then some owners too. Um, so if you were trying to state the case for why a salesperson needs to follow up either a templated program or put more energy into it. What's in it for them? Cause I know I, all my clients bills probably will say this too. They resist this. They go, well, it doesn't matter at that point. You know, I'm, I, it's a relationship guy. They're buying cause of me and all this jazz, <laughs> but there's value in what you said. And I'd love to hear you say it instead of me say it. Cause when Bill and I say it, it kind of sounds like two dads talking to you and you know, our listeners, they don't want to, they don't want to hear from two dads. They want to hear from a smart person like you. So what, yeah. what would you tell them? What's the reason what's in it for them? So I think it's a couple of things, and I think it's it's slightly different for a sales rep versus a sales manager. So I think a sales rep, it's again the biggest the biggest benefit is just time savings. Um, you know, they a, a rep wants to crank out as many calls and have as many meetings with prospects as they potentially can, and the last thing they want to do is spend more time on administrative work like generating a proposal. Um, sales managers, same kind of deal. They want to save time so that they can better coach their reps, better train their reps. Um, better enable their reps. So by having a clear um, proposal process that can be easily executed within a short period of time uh, is beneficial to to both the rep and the manager. Um, it just allows them to frankly spend more time selling, which is is ultimately what they both want to achieve. I've got a question here for both of you. Brian oh, good. Bethany. I get to play yep, too. You get to All play right, with us. Okay, fire away. Ready. So is here like it a is. buzzer thing, like a contest? Uh, a buzzer? No? No, no buzzers okay. here. Okay. Uh, I just want you both to weigh in on this. All right. Fair? All right. Fair, ready. Qualitative answer here. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Um, in a world, in a world, in a world where the closing percentage of B2B sales hovers in the 15% range. And that's a that's a universal number. And if it's a current client where you've sold to for 20 years, obviously it's going to be higher than that. But just generally over, the, over a macro number, it's 15%. So we are spending a lot of time, 85% of our time calling on people who are never going to buy. Why is there such a, an emphasis on, we got to get this done, we got to get it done quick, man, time is of the essence. Actually, time is not of the essence. Time is not the problem. The problem is that by the time we get to proposal stage, we're rushing something through because we don't want to take the time when maybe if we spent a little bit more time, that number would be 25% versus 12%. Mm-hmm. So can proposal proper proposal writing increase our odds and closing rates. I think it can. What do you guys think? Bethany? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I That's think a little trick that as a trainer trick. When I don't know my answer, I give it to you. See that? See what I did there? I, I or like he'll start the, start the answer <laughs> and then he'll yield to you. I well, I think says. that, well, you know what? No, go ahead, Bethany. I'm going to add what Bethany said. Go no, ahead. I, I, think, I think it's a good point, Bill. It, um, we're actually working to update the ebook that I wrote um, that's on the um, landing page, which I'll share with you guys later. But um, I think I think it's it's an important thing to note, right? Is that the proposal is just is one component, but as long as you're creating the right building blocks leading up to the that proposal point, then then yes, you should be able to get it right and get that proposal to close right away. Um, you know, I think I had wrote about knowing your customers' motivations and 
and making sure you really understand the pain and how your your solution or your tool could benefit that mm-hmm. that prospect or customer before you get to the proposal is crucial because you can add those elements to the proposal right. to just hammer home the fact that you're the right uh, tool or solution for that particular particular customer or prospect. Yeah, very um, good. It's a very valid point. Yeah, it's very good. You I don't know if I want to go. Right? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, here's my... Th- Your answer will pale. We'll see. Right, well, that's that. obvious. So uh, a couple things. So one, I, th- I look at why do, we, why do we do that? Why do we accelerate at the end? We accelerate at the end for fear of loss. There's an attachment issue at the end. So the first thing I think about is... Why, why does this occur? Because I'm like, oh my god! At the end, I got to get this one in the boat. It's like you know, hooking a fish. We, let, my family likes to fish, especially when you're big fishing, like tarpon, barracuda stuff. You get it close, get it close. You, you're like that fishing football. I'm telling you, exactly. <laughs> you get to the, you want to get in the boat. So that's one problem. So we have yeah. to maintain healthy detachment all the way through. Second, to me, proposals are currency. You trade them for things. So it should be really hard to get a proposal out of you. The way you earn a proposal as a prospect is you do things like set clear future dates and move the right. process through. You it's reveal your issues. Yeah. Exactly. You give me access, and we have a good collaborative process all the way through. If I get you know, uh, Heisman, we'll, use, we'll stay in the football okay, realm. If I get the, the Heisman from the customer at all, or it feels like a, um, a, a beauty pageant where I've got eight people coming in and things like that, I may opt to not give you a proposal. And I would challenge our mm-hmm. listeners, and I, you know, I'd be interested to hear Bethany's take on that too, is there a point in time when you say, hey, appreciate you having us in for the process. We're going to bow out, polite pass yeah. at this one, yeah. and take ourselves out for whatever reason, right? It's yeah. going to be a beauty pageant or something like that. So that's my response. Yeah, it's good. It's good. So, so uh, Bethany, tell us, give us a little bit of uh, a couple things that PandaDoc does. You, you've got the service that you offer, and uh, t- tell us a couple things that it does that really distinguish a person who uses the tool from someone who just sends over a PDF document and tries to get people to sign it. What, what are a couple b- features and benefits of the tool? Yeah, so um, one you just mentioned there, uh, Bill, is, is taking kind of a PDF and making it more of a web page. So PandaDoc really allows you to kind of make your boring static document into an interactive one. So you can embed images, videos, mm. um, you know, make it very colorful and on brand. Um, another big key point is what I had mentioned earlier is the templatizing. So um, the, the biggest benefit of, doc, of uh, PandaDoc is that you can have one template and create, you know, eight to 20 different documents from that one, that one template. So um, it's easy to just kind of start with, like uh, Brian had just said, maybe you've accelerated so quickly through the sales process and you're just ready to get them to sign on the dotted line. So you could have one template that just has maybe a pricing table mm-hmm. and a couple of customer testimonials and um, a call to action being an e-signature. Um, so that's one that's ready to go. But if if you have multiple stakeholders that are involved in the sales process and they might need to share your proposal with, yeah. with a few other people, then maybe you'll have a longer version that has a couple of product videos or a couple of uh, case studies or um, some logo soup, if you will, which is what I call, you know, a bunch of different client logos in mm-hmm. one spot. Um, so the other the other great thing, too, is that we do have our own uh, legally binding e-signature technology built in. And then the biggest one, I think, is my favorite, which is um, the ability to see when your um, recipient has opened yeah, I love that. and completed the, um, love the that. document. Yeah, it's really cool. You can even see how long they spent on each page. 
um, which also might help enable the sales process too. If you know that they're getting stuck on the pricing mm-hmm. or um, a particular section of your proposal, it's a good excuse for you to uh, give them a, a ring and say, hey, Bob, I see you're stuck on page three. Is there something I can help you with mm-hmm. uh, you know, to, to get the deal done? Yeah, that's good because you know, in a world where we're always we're always thinking multimedia, we're thinking video, we're thinking articles, we're podcasting, we're thinking audio, and then you get a proposal, and after all the process, you just get this flat PDF proposal that that again pales in comparison to what you're talking about, which is something that is alive. You know, your this this multimedia proposal, it's a living document and mm. media because there's people on it. There's maybe, I would assume you can shoot your own video, say, hey, thanks for uh, this. Here's a proposal. Please read below. I mean, I assume there's plenty of space for that, but that's really awesome. This allows you to cut to uh, differentiate um, through the customer experience before they're a customer. Exactly. Right? The experience of the sales exactly. process is better with yeah. Really yeah, Brian, great. you mentioned that earlier about, you know, you've, you've worked so hard through this entire proposal process and to build a relationship and you know, I would think that you would want your proposal to reflect all of your hard work. Mm. Um, so I, I think Panadoc really, of course, I'm a little biased, but <laughs> I think Panadoc really allows you to, you know, present your, your company and your brand in the best light. And you did one of my favorite things, Bethany. You named something by making up a word, I think. She made up the word templatizing. Oh, yeah. Is that a word? I'm not sure it is, but it is now. And I'm now not it's sure on, it is either, but well, it is now. It is and now. And my Panadoc dictionary it is. It is. <laughs> and, and on the Advanced Selling Podcast, it is. So when people say, what do you do? We templatize mm. your process. That's good. I like it, Bethany. Good so, job. Bethany, give us the uh, address of the winning sales proposal uh, ebook that you have for our listeners. Yeah. So you can head to pandadoc.com slash ASP. We have a, a special uh, dedicated landing page for your listeners to um, learn more about who we are, what we do. And um, yeah, our, our seven elements of winning proposals ebook is also on that page. So feel free to, to download it and uh, check it out. Perfect. Bethany, thanks for your time today. Awesome talking to you. Talk to you later. Thanks, Bill and Brian. Okay. Thanks yeah. for your time. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. So Brian, what'd you think? Uh, I love the idea of uh, templatizing proposals for what what Bethany was talking about we, we our clients gripe to us all the time about administrative things I've got a client and they all the time are telling me we need to get someone in here to fix it so hard you should see how hard it is to get a proposal out it takes me an hour and a half to templatize that then they become brand standard too which I think is super important yeah. these days and experiential yeah. um, and you can and, have three or four to choose from it doesn't yes. have to always be the same one but yes. I, I think that's yeah because I do hear that a lot. It's it should be the easiest thing because I've gone through all the process and now it's just a matter of formalizing and sending yes. it back out. And it's and I think to me it's something you should look forward to. I feel like our clients dread it. I feel like yeah. our listeners dread it. Like oh, I gotta go write a proposal. They yeah. love all the action up to it. It's almost like they have to go. It's almost like backwards. Like that they play the game and this is like practice. You should look forward. You should to writing yeah. a proposal. That's, I mean that's the yeah. fun the fun part. It's, you know, yeah. you're close to a deal. So. Good. Well, if you want to uh, download that booklet, uh, you can go to pandadoc.com forward slash ASP and you can uh, pick it up there and we will see you next episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast. Bye.